Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Lego Masters. Deconstructed. Welcome to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Zoe, we just had our third episode of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was with our guest Delta Goodrum, and as you predicted, it was a music based episode. What did you think overall? I thought it was a really fun challenge. I like this theme. I don't think we've really seen anything like it before, so I thought it was fun. It was funny that they kind of kept teasing who the guest judge was, even though, A, all the advertisements show there's Delta, so we already knew that going into it. But, B, the only, like, modern song was by Delta. So I was like, she's obviously the guest. Like, I'm sure the contestants picked up on that. The musical choices were very funny because, yes, basically every other song was older, but also by artists that are, like, transcendent to their time. Delta is obviously huge in the Australian music industry, but it did feel like that was maybe a little uh, guessable for the contestants. Yeah, I feel like they should have had, like, one more, more, like, modern pop song Mm. because there were, like, seven... 60s, 70s rock songs and then like one pop song from 2015. I have no idea when that song came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still very fun. I still like the options, like the actual names of the songs that they had were really interesting and, and the teams did a lot of interesting things. I just thought like they could have they could have worked that out a little bit better. The songs they chose were interesting as well because they obviously didn't choose songs based on which ones they could get the rights for, yeah. but they also generally chose songs that were vaguely buildable according to the criteria, which we'll get to in a second, yeah. but kind of not all of them. It felt like some teams definitely had a much tougher task than some others. Totally. Some were way more obvious, like what the build would be, and I feel like those teams probably found it easier to get through. And then there were a couple of teams that honestly had really challenging ones. Like, I don't I don't actually think it was that level playing field. Not at all. And at the beginning when they were teasing whether or not it was going to be an elimination, once they explained the challenge, I was like, gee, I hope it's not an elimination Same. because it would be so unfair if it was. So luckily it wasn't. Yeah. I just want to touch on quickly Lexi and Rachel getting to assign the songs. So it was the same kind of advantage that Henry and Joss got in the last challenge with the titanium brick being able to assign who does what part of the challenge. I thought it was interesting that, you know, once they picked a song, they couldn't go back and they couldn't change it. I liked that. Bit of a surprise element. But I have to wonder if there was like any strategy going into it because it didn't look like they were able to really talk about the the choices at all. Like it kind of looked like the song came out and they had to pick someone straight away. Sure, they couldn't like chat amongst themselves to yeah. decide, oh, we could do this, we could do that. Whereas with Henry and Joss, they got to like go look at all the figures, have a bit of a discussion and then assign them. 
That's a good point. And it does sort of explain something that I was kind of thinking, which is that Lexi especially was really focused on getting like a Taylor Swift song or whatever. Yeah. That she passed up the first song, which was Stay Away to Heaven. And they knew the criteria by that point, like to build the song to be recognizable. Mm. And Stay Away to Heaven is like as both a recognizable song, but it's like two nouns. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the title is yeah. one of the easier builds. And so obviously you never know what you're going to get. And I get that as well, the mystery box. But I was surprised that she was so eager to just pass it up for like an artist that she liked. I thought it wasn't very strategic. But yeah, maybe they were just short on time. Yeah, and I get the feeling that they weren't really told what type of songs were coming out. Yeah. Like I think she maybe genuinely thought, okay, we're going to get like a big cross-section here. There'll be a bit of each decade and each genre and whatever, but it was kind of like one genre. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. I also kind of wonder... Should it have been a similar challenge, but instead of Delta just guessing blindly, if they'd had eight different song titles and she had to like assign the song title to the build, but then they did have, for example, Highway to the Danger Zone and Highway to Hell. Yeah. And then so she had to like, she's like, okay, I know there's the two highways and which is which, and the builders had to make sure, you know, if that makes sense. I explained that really badly. Yeah, I get it. But you. I feel like her just blindly guessing, and we'll get to some of the reasons why that was tough. I feel like her just blindly guessing was a little bit of a, just a tough time. Yeah, and I was thinking if that was me guessing, like there's there's so many songs out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sh- surely she must have been told a rough, you know, decade genre because... Like, I just, where do you start? Like, obviously, one's yeah, like for sure. Stairway to Heaven's obviously very obvious, but some of the others I would have been like, I don't even know like what decade to start in. We'll start with Andrew and Crystal. These guys got smoke on the water, which at the start I was like, oh, this would be cool, but like tricky. And then as soon as they started, I was like, oh my God, this has to be one of the hardest ones. It was an interesting one. I, I sort of agreed and disagree with Brookman on two different points. So mm-hmm. I agree with him with his criticism of um, the fire definitely drew a lot of attention. And at the end, I understand why Delta was thinking something with the word fire in it and she didn't get to smoke on the water. I totally get that. But then there was like that one moment where halfway through the build, Brickman walks over and he's like, oh, it looks like the build's a bit unfinished. Like, where's the smoke? And Chris was like, oh, well, I'm working on the smoke. And he's like, oh, you better hurry up. Like, yeah, they've still got a few hours left. Yeah. (laughs) The other thing that... I think came into consideration for them was that they didn't know if it was an elimination or not. So if they literally just did Mm. a wave with some smoke on it, they probably would have gone home because they would have said, there's no storytelling. It's not good enough. There's no technical ability that you've shown. Yeah. So obviously they had to make it look better than that. And like, try build the story into it. I just feel like that was a really hard one to get. And I don't think I don't think it was really fair with some of the other options that were out there. Yeah, for sure. We'll go to Kirsty and Daniel, who had River Deep Mountain High. And when this one came out, I was like, oh, I feel like maybe I would pick this one. Um, and they did force perspective. That's a word we haven't heard for a while. I have thoughts on this one. Oh, okay. So first of all, like, I guess I've heard of that song, but not really. Is that even a famous song? What? It's huge. Yes, it's huge. I know Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I know that song very well. And I know, like, Rolling in the River, whatever that song's actually called. I, f- I forget the name of it. 
Proud Mary? Yeah. My bigger point is that Brickman's criticism was like, oh, the mountain should have been taller. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it was clearly a mountain and a river. And I think the tough part is, like, that's not really enough to get only the title mountain high, river deep. Like, there's not much for them to work with because a mountain and a river are super common things. So I have no idea what they could have done to make it more obvious. They had a mountain high. They had a deep river. Like, what else could they have done? Yeah, I think what it sounded like was maybe Brickman thinking they didn't use their time well enough. Like, I think he was in his head, he was like, that was the size of your mountain like two hours ago. Like, you could have doubled it. But obviously they were doing other things. Like, I don't know. It it is a hard one because like rivers and mountains are often referred to, like in in a lot of huge songs. Like as soon as they started building, I was like, oh, I'm getting Ain't No Mountain High Enough vibes. Yes. And that was like one of the first things Delta guessed. That song is huge though. Like, it's massive. I don't disagree at all. My music taste is not reliable with this sort of stuff at all. My point is more like what build possibly could have <laughs> could have been guessed by Delta. Yeah, like what else What else could they have done? How big would the mountain have had to be, Brickman? Yeah, okay, I see. Good work, Kirsty and Daniel. Honestly, I think you guys did your best. I have no issues with your build. You just got real pranked by the song choice. <laughs> Another thing I thought was interesting was that they were given permission to build off the table to emphasize the depth of the river. And I'm wondering if they're like secretly allowed to do that whenever they want, but they just assume that they can't. Maybe sometimes sometimes they have builds that they then have to wheel around afterwards, so maybe they can't in certain yeah. specific times. But yeah, I don't see why not. I'd like to see more of that. We'll go to Caleb and Alex, who had Sitting on Top of the World by Delta Goodrum. <laughs> I, okay, this one seems simple and straightforward, but I actually think this was also a hard one because they had to build a planet. Like they had to build Earth. And that's hard. Like building anything circular in Lego is really difficult. And I'm really glad Brickman made Hamish give them that little tip as yeah. well on how to build a better earth. Like you're saying, they kind of only had one real option to go with, but they still did that in a way that was really aesthetically mm. pleasing, like the design of the person on top of the world, which turned out to be Delta. <laughs> it looked really good in it, and the colour scheme of the planet was like a nice mix of like realistic but artistic. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought they did really, really well. Yeah, I agree. We'll go, we'll go to Trent and Paul, who had Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by the Beatles. For starters, like... They're just so classic dad, like wanting Kate Sobrano or Marsha Hines <laughs> to be the guest out. I was just like, bless your soul. So they had the large rotating diamond with Lucy sort of sitting next to it up in the sky. And it was their first time doing anything motorized. Yeah, props to them for that because I imagine learning that on the fly while mm. on set is nerve-wracking. So good work, guys. Yeah, I thought it looked good. It was like... I think it was one of the easier ones in the mm-hmm. sense that like there's sort of three key things that you have to build and yep. uh, yeah, they, they did a good job. It was like very simple but effective. And there's not many other songs that refer to someone being in the totally. sky diamonds. Yeah, but they did well. I also liked the vaguely Beatlesy sounding but not Beatles like non-commercial yeah. music the show <laughs> kept using for their builds. But um, yeah, no, it was really good. We'll go to uh, Branko and Max who had It's a Long Way to the Top. And they did like the big office building uh, with the road leading up to a 
band at the top of it. Yeah, I thought this was really good as well. Um, another build that had a f- mostly pretty obvious direction to go, but mm. the stuff that was difficult for them was like, is it a road? Is it a pathway? Is it a ribbon? Like, what, what what's the thing that goes up, et cetera, yeah. et cetera? And they did a smart job of making an ACDC kind of looking band at the top as well. They had some good tips there. Um, I particularly enjoyed Max's facial expressions when Delta was trying yeah. to guess it. <laughs> that was a bit of fun. But again, really well executed build, yeah. Yeah, I thought they did a great job. And I liked that they used the office building as part of it to like help tell that story as well. Yeah, like they yeah, could have sure. they could have just done a road. We'll go to Henry and Joss who had Stairway to Heaven and they had like the giant waterfall with the staircase going around it up to the gates of heaven. I thought the waterfall was smart because it meant that they could attach the stairs to something so that they could kind of spiral around. And it was obvious enough that like the waterfall didn't get in the way of the guessing. Like it was very obvious what the song was. I think this was maybe my favourite build. It just looked so pretty. Yeah. And to do that while accomplishing the, like I think they had one of the easiest songs, so that's great. Mm -hmm. But to be able to do that while fulfilling the criteria as well, I thought was really, really good. And as you said, in a lot of really smart ways, like the way they executed it was very intelligent. Good work, guys. I liked it. We'll jump to Lexi and Rach who had heard it through the grapevine. This was another one when it came out. I was like, oh, I would pick that one. But they actually did it way better than than I would have because I was like, (laughs) oh, I would just do grapevines with like some music notes coming out. But they built this like giant bust, like physically listening to the grapevine. I laughed at one point when Rachel said, oh, Lexi's doing the character and I'm doing the rest. <laughs> and like, I know what she was, what she was meaning, but the way she said it was very funny in that it sounds like she was doing like all the work, but obviously the character was quite big and was a substantial amount of the build. It do, did look really good. And they leaned into the title as much as possible, yeah. literally listening to the physical leaves of the grapevine. So I thought that was pretty smart as well. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a smart way to do it. The only thing that I thought was a bit off was like, the bottom half of the bust kind of looked robotic. I don't know if it was a matter of like running out of time, which it definitely could have been, but like the top half was kind of like the beige bricks to make it look like kind of skin color. But then the bottom half was like this like gray Mm. color. And I I don't know, they didn't really address it. So I I think it might've just been like a running out of time or couldn't find the bricks or something. But um, that was literally the only... The only criticism I had. Also, the grapevine, like, looked technically, I don't know what it was, but it looked really difficult and technical and cool. Yeah, yeah, Rachel did a great job of that. Lastly, we have our winners, Nick and Jean, who had Danger Zone. I would probably say the hardest song out there. Maybe Smoke on the Water. No, I think Danger Zone is harder. Yeah, I fully agree. It's the least literal title, I think. Yeah, and like Brickman said, they have to communicate a concept rather than like a physical object. So props to them. I think they did an amazing job. They were really smart about how they placed everything and what they include and didn't include so that it didn't look like Highway to Hell. Mm-hmm. Like they had the chainsaws, they had sharks, they had rockets. There's lots of like little details in there. So I thought they smashed it, to be honest. And I'm glad that Brickman picked the winner based off of like, hey, they had the hardest brief and they nailed it. Yeah. As opposed to only caring about like aesthetics or something, which was obviously a part of it. Like I'm, I'm sure the build looked good as well. But I really like that. I think that was well-deserved. Yeah. I mean, we said before that we didn't think it was super fair playing field, but obviously <laughs> Brickman took that into, into account when he was judging. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I thought that was a nice first few episodes to ease into it with no eliminations and just like 
getting to suss out the teams and everyone's strengths and abilities. Next episode, we are leaving the building. We're going to the SCG and it looks like they have to fly drones through an obstacle. I imagine they have to build something, attach it to a drone and then fly it around the SCG. That's kind of what I was picking up as well, which makes me curious as to like, what's the criteria for the build? Is it a weight thing? Yeah. Like it has to be light enough that the dude flying the drone can do the maneuvers. Maybe that's what it is. I kind of think it's actually a two-parter. And I think they fly the drones in the first build to get an advantage for the second build. But it wasn't obvious because after the, the SCG preview, they did cut to other builds, but it was kind of like for the rest of the season. So I I couldn't quite tell what was actually next episode and what was just like coming up this season. I was wondering if it was maybe because I feel like we saw three different builds. So I don't yeah. know, but I wonder if it was like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, yeah, it could be. So like SCG on Sunday and then Monday was the shaky bridge and then Tuesday was like the real life art objects or something like that. Yeah, because surely them flying the drones around isn't it. That's Yeah, exactly. So Sunday's are long episodes, yeah. And I have to assume that the, there's an elimination in the next episode. I also feel like I paused the stadium footage from the trailer and it wasn't all eight teams. Oh. Um, but maybe the shot, maybe I miscounted or maybe the shot wasn't of everyone maybe as well. So. Also, what was with the footage of Max eating the banana? Oh, yeah. So my guess from that is that there's a team with like a disadvantage and instead of having to wait, you know, an hour or whatever before they start building, they have to eat <laughs> 20 bananas before they can build or something. I don't know. It's probably not that, but that's my guess. Why would they have to eat bananas before that? Like what's the... I don't know. And then the build is like fruit themed. I don't know. I am actually really keen to see a build soon where some people get to start before others because I always find those ones so fun. Yeah, and they never work out like how you'd expect either. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you want to keep listening. I will have an episode out for every episode of the TV show, just given some thoughts, given some outsiders' opinions. But do DM us if you have any uh, specific thoughts on the show because we want to we want to get a vibe of what you guys are feeling. Like we're just sitting here watching by ourselves, but if you guys have strong feelings, let us know so we can tweak our brains to agree with your brains <laughs> yes you can dm us on instagram at lego masters underscore deconstructed you can also follow us on twitter at lmd the pod and you might be thinking oh but i went to the twitter account and there's no tweets from like the last few weeks yet you say the twitter account exists well that's an unrelated issue that has nothing to do with me forgetting to tweet it's like <laughs> a weird technical thing twitter's looking into it i'm not sure but if you DM us on Twitter, I will probably see it. So please do. And we'll... Okay. S- yep. Have you really posted nothing on Twitter? I- <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when was the last time you posted? Okay, let me check right now. It might have been the Christmas episodes. I don't think I've tweeted this year. Um, let me... Sorry. Let me find the account. All right. Okay, so our last tweet was the uh, Christmas... Christmas special part one. <laughs> Can you post something? (laughs) Not even part two. Uh, How are people meant to know what's going on? uh, That's so funny. Um, Yeah, sorry, Zoe, that's my bad. If you actually want a response, DM us on Instagram. (laughs) I will check it. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.